Welcome to another episode of This Podcast is Fire. This podcast is fucking awesome in hashtag fire. Here's your host, Samuel Davis. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of This Podcast is Fire. My name is Sam Davis, and I'm the host of this podcast, and we are on another episode. Um, I was really happy to do this because I actually got to catch up with an old friend. And I don't want to release that intro just yet because I do it before, so I don't want to like it's a great intro. So, um, but yeah, a new high, an old, an old high school friend who had a pretty cool job these past couple weeks. She was covering the Toronto International Film Festival, aka TIFF. And she got to catch up with a bunch of cool celebrities, saw a bunch of great films, and I didn't get to see any of them because A, I was swamped at work, and B, I don't really like movies right now. And I brought it up with her and I wanted to kind of have a debate between how we're living in the golden age of TV and movies are kind of eh because the best movie that came out this summer was Sausage Party or Suicide Squad. No, that's not actually my take, but it was... The only movies I could think of that came out this summer. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Feel free to take a look at the SoundCloud page where you can press the subscribe button and take a look at all the different podcasts we have on here. And you can also subscribe on iTunes, uh, where this podcast is fire is found. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you another episode of This Podcast is Fire. Take it away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of This Podcast is Fire. I am joined today by an old high school friend. And by old high school friend, we used to sit together in grade 10 math. I believe her name was, our teacher was Miss Wilson, was it, Adriana? Miss Wilson? (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) Uh, She is a film critic who is spending a lot of time at the... uh, what was just happening, TIFF in Toronto, the 2016 TIFF Festival. Uh, and she's got a blog on the interwebs called freshfromthetheater.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Adriana Floridia. Adriana, what's good? Oh, I'm tired from TIFF, <laughs> as we just discussed. <laughs> That's what's good. <laughs> it, it, do you know what? I what I've heard, I had a, I have a couple friends that are were actually working with TIFF. One friend that was working with ET, one was working with ETalk, and I actually grabbed brunch with them on Sunday, and I think I've never seen them so tired. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of movies, and if you're working the festival, it's like interviews and red carpets and. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So yes. <laughs> how, how many movies did you see, Adriana? Mm, I saw, I, I want to say I saw 30, but I walked out of one. So you walked I out saw, of one? Yeah. Oh no, what was it? Can you say? <laughs> yeah, I can say. Um, it wasn't so much that it was a bad movie. I was just tired. It was last night. It was like Sunday night of the festival. Um, it was called Orphan. It was some French movie. It was very confusing. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> See, like, do you know what? I had a, I have a, I have, I think he's like a, when he's, okay, when he's your aunt's brother, but the aunt isn't blood, what do you call that? Do uh, I don't know. All right. We'll just call him like a, a, a okay. uncle, like in, uncle, uncle, in law. Like uncle in law. Uncle in law. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. He goes, he goes every year to about, I guess, like 30 films. He's a huge film buff. And I ran into him again. Like he was going to see some like 1030 screening at the Scotiabank theater. 
Wow. And just like the bags under his eyes. Like he takes <laughs> the entire two weeks off work. He's like, it's like a marathon for some of these films. It is. Some people just want to watch like as many movies as they possibly can. It's almost like a competition. But that's not really the best way to go about it. Because then you end up, you know, tired and just, you're not really watching the movies for the movies. It's more... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like. Like I, yeah. the way I feel probably gives me such a you know skewed opinion on what I feel about the movie. Like if I'm exhausted, but I was watching, you know, like I just barely could keep my eyes off, and and I don't know, maybe I was watching The Artist. I would right. say, you know, maybe I fell asleep through half of it. That doesn't give me a good opinion. Yeah, at all. it's all about where you are in in your life and how good you're feeling that day <laughs> exactly exactly oh, so you saw how many sorry how many movies was it again so i guess it was 30 30 it movies was, yeah pretty much 30 okay so yeah. i was following kind of your like the kind of the, the the festival through your twitter feed right and i stumbled upon obviously the festival just ended and i found your top seven lists so okay. i kind of wanted to go through it obviously i heard there was a lot of buzz about a lot of films, and some of those films are on this list. Some of them yeah. aren't. Um, so I guess let's just go through this top seven list of about sure. the, the films you uh, you really like. So what was number seven? Number seven was Jackie. This is um, a film by Pablo Lorraine. He's like a Chilean filmmaker, which is kind of funny that he'd make a movie about Jackie Kennedy because she's obviously yeah. an American. Yeah. <laughs> uh, used to be the first lady. Uh, the movie actually won the platform prize. So TIFF does, it's kind of a new thing where they have like a competition between about 12 movies that are usually like up and coming directors with really innovative visions. Mm -hmm. Um, so Jackie was in that program and it won the prize. It's a really unsettling and creepy look at Jackie Kennedy played by Natalie Portman in the week after uh, the assassination of JFK. Mm. So it's really just her like grieving, her arranging the funeral, like a lot of her private quiet moments. And the film has a very like almost, I mean, horror might be a strong word, but it's got this really creepy vibe and uh, Darren Aronofsky produced it. So if you're familiar with his films, mm -hmm. like he's, mm -hmm. he directed Black Swan, which he won the Oscar for and, it's got that kind of feel. Like, it feels like he really influenced it. And it's just a really interesting, different kind of look at the at the Kennedys and at Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, it definitely looked interesting. And obviously, there's, there's a lot of buzz on Natalie Portman's, Portman's performance yeah, in it. Like, she's great. Do, do you think it's going to, we're going to see her kind of in February or March, whenever the Oscars are? And just. Uh, 100%. Yes. 1000%. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she's, she's really good in the movie. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, she's she's worth the hype. Uh, number six, I'm kind of looking at it right now. This was the People's Choice winner and yes. uh, starring our Canadian CanCon content, uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and uh, obviously he's great with Emma Stone. It's La La Land. What did you think of La La Land? I really liked La La Land. Um, I watched it again yesterday because it won the People's Choice Award. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be there and really easily kind of got a ticket. Yeah. Um, it's a really great throwback to like old Hollywood musicals. It's not a perfect film. I mean, it's getting a lot of hype, a lot of buzz. I really did enjoy it. It's very much if you like being happy and like enjoy I love uh, being happy. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Okay. It's a, like you if you're it. like if you're an open-minded not cynical cuz a lot of people are kind of like I don't know, I follow other film critics who are being really nitpicky about it, yeah. but I just find it it's really joyous film. It's 
taking place in modern day times, but it's very much a throwback to like Jacques Demy, like French old 1950s musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both great in the movie. The songs are great. So are, the they, are they singing? Are they <laughs> yeah, sing- it's a musical. Oh, and they amazing. are singing. That is so yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's fully right, a in. musical. I'm in. I'm yes. totally in. <laughs> Ryan Gosling singing Emma Stone. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really fun. That's good. Okay. Um, number number five. Okay. So I was talking to a buddy of mine who I've had on the podcast before, Ethan mm-hmm. Krebs, who big TV buff. No, we don't really talk movies much, but he said he came out of Moonlight and said it's it. He he thinks it should win the Oscar for best film. Yeah. What? It, yeah. What were your What were your thoughts on Moonlight? Um, I really love Moonlight. It's uh, basically a portrait of a man, um, Chiron. He's uh, he's black. He lives in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in this really bad environment with like drugs, and his mo- his mother's a drug addict. And it takes it shows like um, his life as a child. So there's three chapters. Yeah. You see him as a child, then you see him as a teenager, and then you see him as an adult. And uh, as a child, he kind of gets taken in by this couple who kind of act as his surrogate parents, but the the man who takes him is actually the drug dealer that is probably like the biggest drug dealer in uh, Miami. Mm. Um, and it, it's about him and his sexual identity. He's He kind of grapples with the idea of being gay at a very young age because people are teasing him about, you know, being small and wimpy and whatever and associating that with his sexuality. And it's about him kind of coming to terms with his identity throughout the film, whether whether he does or not is kind of the thing in the movie. And it's a really just beautifully made portrait of this identity that is often not represented um, and about like masculinity and stuff. So it's a beautiful film. It's a, it's a, it's a very low pro cast too, right? Not really. Yeah. It's like no one really famous, like the most notable person in it is Janelle Monet. And it's Mm -hmm. actually her first film. Oh, wow. She's obviously a singer. Yeah, of course. Um, And then Naomi Harris, who I guess I only know her from like the James Bond movies. I think she plays someone. <laughs> so, some, someone Anyways, in those Bond films. She's also really great in this film. I think she might get some Oscar. Actually, I think a lot of the acting in this film will get some Oscar buzz. Yeah, Janelle Monae. That's awesome. I'm a huge fan of her music, and that's yeah, uh, that's cool that she had uh, is having her you know acting debut in such a big film. Yeah, yeah, she's really great too. Um, so what I have here then for number four, obviously for everyone who uh, wants to see this list, it's on Twitter. It's pinned on Adriana's uh, Twitter <laughs> page. Twitter page, plug your Twitter quickly. What is it? Uh, it's at Adri Floridia. Beauty. All right, we're gonna do that again <laughs> at the end. Yeah, Adri <laughs> okay, Floridia was good. Um, <laughs> we have Patterson, and so what did you think of Patterson, Adriana? Um, I really liked Patterson. I. I think it's like grown on me an afterthought as well. It's a Jim Jarmusch movie. Um, for those who don't know him, he's like kind of the king of like American indie film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Adam Driver and he plays a bus driver in Patterson, New Jersey, who's also a poet. So it's really just a very simple premise. A week of this guy's life, um, him and his wife happily married. The wife kind of is just at home constantly engaging herself in new creative endeavors and he's a bus driver who's like supporting the family and it's really just him being a bus driver and writing poetry and it's super simple but it's very touching and uh if you're into poetry especially it's like a really 
uh, obviously poetic kind of movie. So, wait, so. are we talking like slam poetry? Are we talking? Um, I don't know. Kind <laughs> of like his his inspiration in the movie is William Carlos Williams, mm-hmm. okay. um, who is from also Patterson, New Jersey. Um, if you're familiar with him as a poet, it's just very uh, honestly. I forget. We took actually. I think we took Writer's Craft together. Did we take Writer's. Yeah, I was gonna say Writer's Writer's Craft and... was lit. It was good. <laughs> And I'm sure we studied the kind of poetry it was, but it's not coming to me right now. Yeah. Probably like a very, um, what's the word? Like simple poems that are like about a certain item or like. Very descriptive uh, poems. Descriptive yeah. poems. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Oh so, yeah. I totally uh, remember creative writing. That was yeah. uh, McLeod. <laughs> McLeod. I still got yeah. the names. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian and I went to Cothra Park Secondary School in Mississauga, Ontario. And... Yep. Yeah, we ripped it up. We did well. <laughs> we, did, we did well. It's alive. Uh, um, so number three, nocturnal animals. Animals. Tell me a little <laughs> about this film. Uh, nocturnal animals is directed by Tom Ford, who most know as like the fashion designer. Love. This is his second movie. So he had a movie before called A Single Man, which also received mass acclaim, and and this one's doing really well out of out of the festival too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Amy Adams plays um, like an art curator. She like owns an art gallery and she receives a manuscript for a novel from her ex-husband who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And the movie is really her reading this novel and it kind of has the, it kind of goes through three different timelines of Amy Adams' character's life and then the novel itself is a plot in the story and then flashbacks to when she was with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Sorry, one second. Yeah, no Someone was calling me and it like interrupted the Skype that call. That is so that is so unprofessional. Wow. No. Sorry, it like went through my computer. Anyway. Um So just start off um start from yeah, the beginning what was of, saying? No, just start nocturnal from the beginning of nocturnal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So Nocturnal Animals is directed by Tom Ford. He's a fashion designer, but this is his second film. Uh it's really it's getting a lot of acclaim just like his last one a single man did that had Colin Firth. Uh, I think that was his first Oscar nomination too. Mm -hmm. But this one is about Amy Adams and she plays uh, an art gallery owner and she receives a manuscript for a novel from her ex-husband who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, basically the movie goes between her life and then her reading the novel and then her flashing back to when she was married to Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, So there's kind of three different timelines going on in the movie and the novel itself is like this really um, gritty, like crime story that's really intense. And some of the best, like kind of one of the best, like thriller kind of stories that I've seen mm-hmm. in a long time. Um, really, it reminded me of something like Funny Games or uh, a friend compared to like Blue Velvet. Just this Aaron Taylor Johnson plays like. Um, a guy who basically drives his family off the road and ends up ends up like kidnapping the the wife and mother, okay. uh, sorry, and the and the daughter. But um, it's kind of like her ex husband sending her this really cryptic message about how she left him um, through this novel, through this like crime story. It's really good. It's like it's kind of like a thriller, but then it's deeper than that because there's the actual Amy Adams story, and uh, it's very artistically like visually appealing. Mm-hmm. It's just a really entertaining, like thoroughly enjoying, enjoyable film. I'm into it. Oscar yeah. buzz. Oscar buzz. 
Um, maybe for Amy Adams um, and maybe for the directing or the screenplay. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's not like a conventional Oscar movie, but who knows? I thought it was really good. It's kind of like a commentary on masculinity. So, hey, yeah. If you liked it, that's all that's important. We, we, don't, need, we don't need those acclaims. You're tr- too trusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second one I've got here... Uh, a lot of a lot of talk in my office about this film. I guess I had a couple people that went and go, went and saw it. Manchester by the Sea. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell me a little about Manchester by the Sea. Um, Manchester by the Sea. So I was inclined to like this movie because this director's last movie, Margaret, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, this movie is uh, about Casey Affleck. He stars as Lee Chandler, and he's a uh, kind of like this janitor living in. Uh, Boston and he gets a call that his brother has died so he has to go back to Manchester and kind of take care of everything like the funeral and stuff and part of that is taking care of his nephew who's like 16 years old and it's about them reconnecting and their time together but also in flashback you learn about Lee and why he's kind of this secluded person now Mm -hmm. um it's incredibly sad it's a really it's really good it it has its funny moments but this character like Casey Affleck's character is one of the most tragic characters that I've seen in a really long time and I don't know it was the only movie that really made me cry at the festival and it's super emotional and Michelle Williams is in it and she's amazing like there's a scene with her that was just it was hard not to like cry during that scene um I think this movie is going to get a lot of Oscar buzz. I think Casey Affleck could win Best Actor for this movie if if there's any justice. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kenneth Lonergan's the writer and director, and he's he's just he's a playwright as well, so he does a lot of plays like on Broadway and stuff. And uh, he's just a super talented writer, and he doesn't make films that often, so, so it's we, pretty notable. Are we, are we saying like? A casual tearjerker or a full-on no, ballfest? No, like I was like bawling during this <laughs> oh, one. No. One particular scene is yeah. the one with Michelle Williams is very emotional. Yeah. Um, oh no. All yeah. Right. I'm always up, I'm up. I'm up for a good cry. So <laughs> do you know what? I'm, I'm, I know cried a lot during that movie. I'm in. I'm in. And number one. Number one I'm here. Personal shopper. Tell me about the personal <laughs> shopper, Adriana. This is a controversial choice. Uh-huh. It's very. It's a very love it or hate it movie. I know a lot of people who've loved it and I know a lot of people who've hated it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the reception it got when it first played at the Cannes Film Festival. It was like booed uh, on its opening night and then people kind of turned turned around on it and started it started to get some positive uh, praise. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie stars Kristen Stewart, who I'm not particularly a fan of, but she's really won me over in her last few uh, film roles. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays a personal shopper to a supermodel. So she has this kind of gig in France and it's, you know, kind of a meaningless job, but she's there because she has a twin brother who they both had a heart condition that they knew they could potentially, they had a shorter lifespan, I guess. And her brother dies and he also happened to be a medium and they both kind of believed in ghosts and stuff like that. So they had promised each other whoever died first had to send the other a sign from the afterlife. So this movie is her waiting in Paris doing this personal shopper job. But she's kind of there because she wants to be in Paris, which is where he died, to receive a sign from her brother. And the whole movie is you kind of it's hard to explain without spoiling it too much because 
all I knew going into it, I did know that it was a ghost story, but I don't think most people would know that going into it unless you had read about it. Um, and it has like a bit of a thriller aspect to it as well. Mm. But I thought it was really compelling in the sense that if you if you can buy into it, you kind of just trust whatever her character is believing or what she wants to believe. And it really plays with the idea of um, like whether or not you believe in the afterlife or stuff like that. It's very, it's, I think it, I thought it was really smart and I love the director, Olivier Assayas. He's a French director who lasted a movie also with Kristen Stewart called clouds of Sils Maria, which a lot of people really love too. But, um, I kind of love that concept. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really cool concept and I know a lot of people who thought it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I can't say because I don't want to yeah. ruin it either. Did it, but, so did it get a lot of hate here as well? Um, not that I like, I haven't heard a lot of hate from bigger sources, but just people that I know who saw it. I saw it with a couple of people who both equally loved it as much as I did. And then mm. I, I heard a couple of people were like, Oh, it was so stupid. Like <laughs> it depends. It's really, it's really split in, in who I know who've seen it. So that's awesome. How do the, how do these, these viewings work in the film critic world? Obviously like, cause I don't really know too much about what goes into them. Do you guys kind of like converse afterwards and just have a, like a conversation? Yeah. Afterwards? Yeah. A lot of the time people, cause you know, the same people are kind of at the yeah. press things together and you're just constantly, especially during TIFF, you're constantly just seeing movies with the same people. And for the most part, after a movie, everyone will kind of, you know, gather outside the theater and, kind of discuss it or they'll tweet yeah <laughs> tweet about it and whatever and it could spark arguments and stuff but yeah it's a it's a pretty tight community in toronto actually there's uh always the same people yeah that's so. great that's a that's a that's such a fun, it must be such a fun time for the film the film crew and uh in yeah it totally lines. is yeah it's awesome to be in a city with a festival especially probably the biggest like tiff isn't maybe the most rep um not that what's not the word i want it's not the most like can in Venice and mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. kind of have a bit more like elitism to them. But yeah. Toronto does have the most films of any film festival in the world. So now how would you compare it to, cause always uh, when I hear TIFF, TIFF, people always say, obviously like TIFF, we don't give it enough credit. It's such a big film festival. And obviously I think it's because like, usually it's, it's in such a strange time, just like when summer's ending and the fall mm -hmm. is literally just starting. But like, is this is this film festival like bigger than Sundance? Or um yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I mean Sundance, yeah, that's another one. So Sundance in Cannes and Venice and Toronto, like those are the four kind of top film uh -huh. festivals in the world. Toronto has the most movies and it's most it's the most seen as like a precursor to the Oscars because it's probably the last one that happens in the year, and that's when a lot of movies are really pushing for like their oscar buzz and stuff like that mm -hmm. um sundance is much more known to be like a very small like indie american uh festival yeah doesn't have as much like international films and Cannes and venice are um they both have actually all three except for tiff have like their movies are in competition so it's it's a bit different because they will select only the best films to play in their festival, whereas Toronto plays basically every movie ever. Got <laughs> so it's it, not it's not it. as like to get your film into Toronto isn't as big a deal as it would be to get your film into Cannes because only so many films get into Cannes, but Toronto plays like three to four hundred films. 
Wow. But at the same I time, knows that much. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It really it is a lot, but most people wouldn't know that because you're usually only paying attention to like the big exactly. talked about films. Yeah. But like internationally, it it plays like films from all over the world, and there's different programs in the festival and stuff, and. Yeah, it's really. It's I really love cool. it. They they kind of have like the film festival world, kind of like um, the tennis world, where you have the Grand Slam and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when was this your first tip? No, you've done these before. No, right? uh, this is maybe my like sixth or seventh. Sixth tip? or seventh tip. Wait, all right, wait, sorry, since twenty ten. Since twenty ten, I've been like hardcore attending the festival. Okay, how does this one compare to the past six? Um, this is probably my favorite tiff so far really wow <laughs> it had, yeah it had best quality of movies like it's been a really strong year for movies because in the past i've seen maybe one or two movies that i really liked and then i'll see a bunch of movies that aren't that great and like as i said it plays so many movies that you really and you're making blind decisions like uh-huh. it's very hard most of these films don't even have distribution yet or the ones that do you those are the only ones you might know if they're good or not going yeah. in, but for a lot of it, it's you reading like a plot synopsis and and hoping for the best or, or going based on who the cast is or whatever your reasoning is. It's just there's not a lot of material for these films. Like there's no trailer, there's no poster. Like you're just kind of going with whatever the TIFF website says about the movie yeah. with making your decisions. Um, or if like they've played elsewhere and people are talking about them. But yeah, it's... Uh, hard to pick really good movies sometimes and this year I mean I did see a lot this year but uh, for what I saw a good I'd say well as you saw I have a top seven list because those mm. seven movies were all like they all deserved they could have been like a number one in any other year you know like in the past there's been only a couple that were that good so so the one yeah. thing I wanted to talk to you about actually about your list of, I wanted to get at the end was um, one of the films that a lot of my friends have been talking about and was saying oh my god you need to see this was Lion, and oh, okay. Lion, Lion was not on the top seven. I wanted to know kind of what were oh, your views I on didn't that. See it. I didn't see it. You didn't Lion. see it. Oh no! <laughs> That's why it's on the list. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Yo, you got to see Lion. You got to see Lion," because it was um, <laughs> what? It's Nicole Kidman. Um, it's it's well, Dev who's Patel. the guy? Yeah, Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire and um, and Skins. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you just didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. But I heard it was really good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There was like so much buzz coming out of the out of the film festival for it. All right. That was the reasoning. I was like, I was hoping for some really hot Adriana take <laughs> on why Lion wasn't that good. But no. I have the okay. takes. But no. I feel like I might not like it that much. I don't know. It's getting hyped for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously. The film festival is such a big time for Toronto with all the stars. Did you see anyone uh, of note that you thought was pretty cool? Uh, yeah, well, I did get to interview people. So yeah. I um, I had interviews. I did mostly on-camera stuff, mm-hmm. but the most notable interview I had was off-camera and it was a roundtable, so it wasn't like a one-on-one interview. But I did get to talk to Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Casual. And Damien Chazelle. Very casual. <laughs> uh, for, for La La Land, which yeah. was cool. I mean, I honestly only asked them one or two questions each, but mm-hmm. I had, you know, I spoke to them. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so that. that's, that's that. That's, that's yeah. more than I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I interviewed the whole cast of Moonlight, um, and they awesome. were all really cool. And uh, Catherine Keener, who I really love, I interviewed her, so I met her. Uh, there was a few other people that I interviewed, but I also saw celebrities yeah. um, 
like apart from interviewing them i saw kurt russell in an elevator and oh i also got like not stuck but i was in between i don't know if you know these people bill nye of course i do okay of course i do well i've told other people this i'm like i don't know who that is i'm like whatever (laughs) bill nye douglas booth i was like in between them in an elevator and they were talking to each other and it was really weird and i saw jenny slate in a lobby and there was people everywhere. I went to a couple of premieres. Um, so I saw Anne Hathaway at the premiere of her movie mm-hmm. and Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's cool. And um, Natalie Portman because I went to the premiere of Jackie too. So yeah, there was celebrities everywhere. There was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of people here this year. Like a lot. I, yeah. I felt like there was a lot more than most years. Like just it sounded like obviously like Justin Timberlake was here. Uh, yeah, Justin Timberlake was here too. Yeah. yeah, like just it sounded like all the A lists were around. My my one story. Uh, was I was going to the Jays game on Friday with a couple of friends yeah. of mine. And I was on Front and John, and I was just kind of waiting for my friend. I was meeting up with him. And mm-hmm. out walks just kind of outside a corner where there was like so many people walking around. But he was, it was just um, Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah. And a, and a buddy of his, but just like walking around so casually. So we're like, oh, man, Michael <laughs> Fassbender, I love your films. He's like, oh, thanks, man. Grabs my buddy's arm. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. All right, I'm done. That's cool. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> that's cool that's dude. really cool. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what film did he have here? Do you know? What, what um, was it was that? called Trespass Against Us. Yeah, my friend interviewed him. Um, I I saw him, too. I didn't talk to him. Yeah. But you know why? Because you were at Front and John and at Front and uh, Lower Simcoe is the Intercontinental Hotel, which is where, like, Got I'd it. say – a good 80% of interviews take yeah. place. So if you just, even if you go into that lobby, like that's where I was all of TIFF was at the intercon. If you're in that lobby, you'll see people constantly mm-hmm. and they're all, they hang out outside. Like they're, they go for like cigarette breaks or whatever. They're like outside the yeah. intercon and that's right the, where the you inter- were. Right. So yeah, the intercontinental, I guess is like kind of the, the, the top stop for when celebrities are here. I remember I yeah. was, I was working the NBA all-star game. when I was here in February and that's where all the athletes play. That's where all the interviews were done. And I was like, oh, I thought they'd be all done in like, like York Mill or what do we call it? York, not Yorkdale. What Yorkville. It? Yorkville. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Well, I brought you on. Obviously, you gave me all this great movie knowledge about what I need to see now <laughs> for the next like six, seven months. Yeah, you're, who you're to, what what yeah. to watch out for the Oscars? I, I'm really thankful for, for this. But I wanted you to come on for another reason because out of my Twitter followers, you were probably, again, the person who tweets most about movies because, again, you are a film critic yeah. and you like, to, you like to talk about movies. And yeah. I have just I, – I get in this debate with my friends all the time and I get in this debate with my, with my parents, with my, with my aunts and uncles, and I just talk. I just think maybe it was just this past year, but just movies really haven't been doing it for me. So I need you to convince me. Obviously, you gave me those films that were at the TIFF Film Festival, but right. get get me excited about movies. Like what what what's com- okay. what's coming out? Like what what can I look forward to? And and why are movies better than ever? Maybe give me that. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're better than ever, okay. but this year, you know what? I would agree with you. Movies weren't that good until like I mean, TIFF is uh you know a rich like riches of movies um, that aren't going to be out for a while as well. But the beginning of the year, you know, wasn't that great for, for film. And I mean, the summer wasn't that great for movies in terms of like even box office and stuff. Like I think people are, 
you know, you have a point there where mm -hmm. it's just not, <laughs> maybe not doing it for everyone. But I mean, I personally like movies. I prefer watching movies to TV just because I don't really even have the time a lot of the time to commit myself to television and I've never really gotten that far into TV. Like I'll have my select shows that I watch or certain things that I want to catch up with. If it's like an older show that just interested me or something, mm -hmm. but I typically like TV is a big commitment. Um, whereas movies, it's like, you know, it's an hour, an hour and a half, sorry, an hour and a half to two hours of your day or whatever, however long the movie is. And it just takes you into, you know, this other world for, for that short span of time and if it's a good movie it, it'll really make you think about things or you know give you some new perspective on something um obviously that, i really like movies yeah it's, a, it's an interesting because i feel like th that whole conversation has flipped in the past five years right where people would say yeah. do you know what i don't have time for movies all i want is to watch my half hour or my one hour uh, Law and Order SVU. I watch my half right. hour sitcom and then I'm good for the week type thing, which is now like because we have Netflix and because we have Hulu and we, because we have all mm -hmm. of, we want to binge TV and have like the, you know, we sit there for six, seven hours and fall in love with these characters exactly. and stuff. It's now TV, now it's, it's like the movies have become the more um, sort of like, I guess, you don't have to commit too much time to it. It's more express, I, I mm -hmm. guess I can say. Yeah, yeah. But I, one thing I want to say is, like, there was this, there was a series on Netflix called Stranger Things, and it was a huge success. Mm -hmm. Everyone's heard of it. It was, it was a great, really good TV show. And I just, I, I, I remember hearing about me, um, meetings of it and talking about that it got pitched as a movie and it just did not, does not work as a movie, and that. Like, I guess these formats are now opening... Like, you can make a movie format into a TV show and you learn mm -hmm. so much more about the characters, right? Yeah. Like, Stranger Things could have been a movie. It would have made so-and-so million dollars and that's it. Now that this is, a, like, a TV show and I was able to delve into different characters and delve in more in depth to, you know, listening to... Like, I learn about all these kids and finding out where they come from. I don't know. I just find that so much more rewarding right now than what I can get from TV. I mean, from movies, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I think it's such a different thing to have like characters, not, not every story lends itself to television. Not mm -hmm. every story needs to be however many hours long and episodic mm -hmm. form. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I also, I have my certain TV shows that I like and, you know, characters obviously that you really, it's just, a, it's such a different thing I guess movies and television mm -hmm. and of course of course I think maybe I prefer my stories more contained or something <laughs> where it's like, I just want it done that's it that's all I need <laughs> give me my two and a half hours I'm in yeah because I like things well my personal taste is I like things that are kind of ambiguous and end abruptly and I don't I'm not the kind of person who I, I get bored easily from television. It, it takes a, like it would take a really good show for me to mm -hmm. continue watching. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I would give up after a certain couple, however many episodes of a TV show, unless I was super into it. Mm -hmm. Whereas a movie, it's like, I can be so into it. And that will stay with me longer than a TV show would for, mm -hmm. for the most part. I, but I'm not a big TV person. So, so this uh, has always been a thing for me. All right. So then let me ask you about this. Yeah. Then. Let's talk a little bit about, obviously, the miniseries is now a big thing. You see a lot of, um, yes. you know, 
big screen actors. Obviously, we had True Detectives a couple of years ago where we saw Matthew McConaughey okay. and Woody Harrelson doing their thing. We have the miniseries of um, The People vs. OJ where you see big yep. screen actors like John Travolta, Cuba Gooding Jr. going into roles like that. Is that Are these miniseries like good things for actors to do? Like the fact that obviously the commitment for these guys are now... I guess the main reason big actors would never do TV is because it's such a long commitment. And if you get six seasons and seven seasons, it kind of takes you out of any contention of doing anything else for the rest, you know, mm-hmm. the, the better part of an eight or nine part year, eight or nine years of your career. So right. do, what, what are your feelings on miniseries? Is it, and is this something that might, you know, kind of hurt movies? And obviously like, again, like Steven Soderbergh, again, yeah. with the Nick doing, uh, a lot more stuff for the smaller screen and the big screen. Like, how how do you think this was going to be affecting movies in the, hmm. in the coming future? Yeah, that's really interesting. I think miniseries are kind of picking up steam. Like, they've they've been around for a while, but mm-hmm. it's only now that people are, like, starting to pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I always, I, I feel like a lot of actors, like, it is a good move for actors to do just because it gets them much more awards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, like like miniseries are just like a vehicle to to get an Emmy or something because well, I mean, when else? Yeah, did you see the People versus OJ last night? It's like swept. I didn't see it. I know, I know. It, it's I know it like won everything. And yeah, honestly, that's why I feel like people do them sometimes. It's like that's just an easy Emmy because there's yeah. not that many miniseries. Like the competition's not as intense, I guess, as like I don't know, winning an Oscar or winning yeah. an Emmy just for a normal television series. Uh-huh. Um, but I, again, I'm, I've never watched The People vs. OJ, and I haven't watched True Detective. The only miniseries that I watched recently, and I only watched it because it won at the Emmys a couple of years ago, and that's, I guess, how I found out about it, was, um, oh my god, what's it called? <laughs> I have to look up the name. It's with Frances McDormand. Oh, okay. Um, Let's find you, this you know, her, uh, I'm going to check it out. Let's find this. It was, oh, Olive Kittredge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Olive Kittredge, yeah, that was really good. Um, I don't know. I don't know if miniseries are like going to take over movies. I think it's kind of like a perfect in between between a television series and and a film. But I think there's something about movies and the experience of going to the movies because it's it's more of a social experience. I mean, it's not necessarily obviously you can watch movies at home, you mm-hmm. can watch movies on Netflix, but to go to the movie theater like for me is always a fun experience, whether it's, you know, your average movie theater or like, I personally really enjoy going to kind of the smaller, like more arty theaters in Toronto, like the Royal or, um, where else do I go? The Carlton is kind of more conventional too, but yeah, but no, there's all, you know, some of the other other theaters. Yeah. Going to the movies is always going to be a thing. And it's just, you know, you grab your popcorn, it's a Friday night. It's always, I think it's the worst date idea, but people still could do it. I don't know why, because you can't talk <laughs> yeah, in the know. middle of it. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I, I don't think movies will ever die, and obviously, you don't think movies will ever die either. No, but I, I, I maybe it's just like it was the fact that twenty fifteen was just such a like honestly, the Oscars nothing really wowed me. I thought Spotlight was a good film, and I thought obviously the yeah, Revenant I, was a really cool looking film. But and obvious and this summer was just like the lack of blockbuster. There was no real summer blockbuster that was good, in my opinion. Like, would you agree with yeah. that? Um, like, this did, summer, I don't. I'm not into blockbusters, really. To begin yeah. with, okay, yeah, no, 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 that's so, totally cool. I just like so. Um, 
I don't even know what I watched this summer. You know what was one of the best movies I saw this summer and it might like totally catch you off guard, but yeah. um Nerve. Have you heard of this movie Nerve? Nerve. No, no, no. Tell me about it. It's with um it's with Emma Roberts and James Franco. Or sorry, not James Franco, Dave Franco. Oh, the and it's Franco. kind of like this uh new game kind of thing, like this new online game where it's kind of like a dare. Um I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 I've heard of it. Yeah, either yeah. you're either a watcher or a player, and if you're a watcher, you kind of um dare people to do things. And if you're a player, then you have to take on dares and you like win money and stuff. Um so it's this crazy concept game and like it, it almost feels kind of rooted in reality. It's like this commentary on social media and stuff like that and what people will do for attention and whatever. But it's it was a really, like, I was really surprised. I saw the trailer. I thought it looked stupid. And then I ended up watching the movie, and I really liked it. And that was probably one of the best movies that I saw in the summer. Because the summer, I don't even remember what came out this Sui- summer. Suicide Squad, that's it. <laughs> oh, Sui- right. Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Film. Yeah, just the alliteration right there. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, wasn't a fan of that. Kind of disappointed by Sausage Party. Wasn't as great as I was hoping. Um, that might be. Oh, Ghostbusters. I did not like at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't see yeah. Ghostbusters, but I think I'll wait for it to come out. Is it out on DVD yet? Is it out on Netflix or something? Uh, like that? I think it might be. It might It'll be play, on DVD. It's going to be a Halloween Halloween release. They've, they've oh, okay, hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent, thousand percent. Yeah, no, it just maybe. Do you know what? Maybe the reason I just don't like movies now is because Suicide Squad was the big film of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me. Now I know the root of my problems. This is why I had you on. <laughs> just to realize how bad Suicide Squad was. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you this on the spot. I know it's Monday, okay. September 19th, but who who's your Oscar? Who's your like early bird Oscar favorite? Or like just Oscar Oscar film buzz? Like what do you, who do you think might win? Okay. Wait for best picture. Let's do let's do best picture. Can you do best actor and actress? Yeah, I can probably you do, can do that. Okay, let's but do best actor, best is, actor. And is actress. this what I is this what I think will win or what I want to win? Let's do both. Or should we let's do, do both? both? Let's do okay. both. Let's do both. Um uh okay, well, I think La La Land has a good shot at the best picture Oscar. It's kind of got this thing for it that the last original musical to win best picture was Chicago, which was like, I don't know. 14 years ago now mm-hmm. um and there's not it's not often that like a an original musical comes out that's this good i think it's getting a lot of buzz for uh best picture oscar mm-hmm. um you can't you can't give, you can't you can't give it the shoe in though because moulin rouge was one of my favorite films of all time and it didn't win okay oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, Rouge couldn't win. <laughs> ah, um, so I think La La Land has a good shot at it. Uh, there's a couple of movies that haven't come out yet this year mm. that I don't know. People are talking about like I think it's called Silence, which is the new Martin Scorsese movie. Um, that is about two Jesuit priests. Okay, <laughs> I just yeah, looked it up. I've been hearing a lot about it. It's kind of this movie that I think he's been trying to make for a really long time. Ooh, um, and like it's Martin that, Scorsese, that so I think like he... That, yeah, yeah. Um, that could be. We'll see. It. It's not... Yeah, it's, it's not out yet. Yeah. Um, but as of what's come out, what I've seen, my personal pick for Best Picture would probably be Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
my the favorite movie that I have for the year never ever wins. But that's actually not even my favorite movie of this year. I think my favorite movie of the year, which definitely won't be nominated for any Oscars, is um, Everybody Wants Some. Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. I've, okay. heard, I've heard of great. it. I've heard of it. Yeah, tell it's me about great. it. It's great. Uh, it's Richard Linklater, who's one of my yeah. favorite directors. Um, it's basically, yes, yeah, shout out to Boyhood. Yeah. It's a uh, kind of a spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused, and this movie takes place in the eighties, or like it takes place in nineteen seventy nine or nineteen eighty. So it's like the cusp of the seventies becoming the eighties, and it follows um, the main character who just is starting university and he's on on the baseball team. He's there on like a baseball scholarship and the um, baseball team kind of lives in their own house. Like they have their own uh, house apart from like the campus uh, housing or whatever. And it's really just about this baseball team and these like 12 guys and their first weekend before college starts and them partying and stuff like that. It's a really fun movie that it's the kind of movie that like you could watch over and over again. Um, I've already seen it two or three times, but um, it's like just the most fun, enjoyable time that I've had in the movies in a really long time. And I think it's still for just for that, like it's my favorite because I could watch it's timeless. I'm into it. I, you, you had me at Richard Linklater. Like that's where you yeah. Had yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. You gotta watch it. <laughs> um, um, do you have best actor, best, we... best actor, best actress for the for the? Yeah, well, after Tiff, I'm definitely leaning towards Natalie Portman for Best Actress for Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Emma Stone's getting Oscar buzz for La La Land, and I think she's great in the movie. I don't know if it's like a Best Actress winner performance. Yeah. Um, she did win the Best Actress prize at the Venice Film Festival because they, like some other film festivals, do award prizes for acting, uh-huh. um, and Venice does. And the film played there before it played Toronto. So she's like definitely going to be nominated, but um, I do think definitely Natalie Portman has a really good shot at winning. Jackie just uh, Jackie just sounds like the role that will win, though. Like it, I think anyone could have played that yeah. role type thing. It just sounds like such an iconic role. Yeah, it's like it's right? a baby, it's a big role, right? And but she's really really mm. good in it, and the film itself it's it's not at all the film I was expecting for a. For what you would think is just like a biopic about Jackie Kennedy, it's very much a different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would even be nominated? I don't even. I can't think of any other stand-up performances. That's it. That's it. You got. Jack, you got. Do you know what the thing yeah, is? Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna go for. I'm gonna say Jack. We're gonna listen to this about a couple months down the road, and we'll listen to it and be like, "Wow, Adriana's a god. Like she got this. Off. <laughs> she got this. But I got. She's. She nailed it. I'm gonna like. Can you bet on the Oscars? You can bet on the Oscars, right? Um, I don't know. There's like an official place to bet, but I'm sure you could bet with friends. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All right. So yeah. best, best actor. Best actor. Um, uh, as I said before, I personally want to see Casey Affleck win this for yeah. Manchester by the Sea. Um, he gives like that performance is not a loud performance. It's very quiet. It's not, it doesn't have like, you know, a moment that like they would show at the Oscars, you know, yeah. it's just doesn't, a very lived in yeah, exactly. But he's so good at that. Like he's it's such a you feel like you know this guy, you feel like his life is the worst. <laughs> like yeah. it's just yeah. it's just really great. So I really hope that he uh wins best actor. Um as for who I think will win. Uh, again, I honestly can't really think of anything. Um have you seen any movies this year with like a really standout 
male performance. Like I, I Jared, even... Jared Leto, Suicide Squad. No. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. He wishes. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I can't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. To be honest. No. Like, I think you've. Yeah. No. Like. There's not that there was there wasn't really that I guess what what I heard He's, was no 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 the 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 guy from Moonlight he might win. oh well I think he'd win maybe as a supporting because none of those no, no one's really a leading role in that movie uh, because oh, the okay. character is played by different um okay. different actors throughout but I definitely think that Moonlight will take some supporting actor supporting actor um, stuff. Some forty actor stuff, yeah. But I'm pretty sure Casey Affleck is like the front runner. The um, people are also talking about like Tom Hanks and Sully. Uh, I'm kind of looking yeah. it up right now. There's really not that many. It's we're, we're we're still early. We're still we're still early. Yeah, yeah. still early. Yeah, it's September 19th. Look at us. Well, <laughs> Adriana, thank you so much for joining me and chatting about oh, movies. Of I've yeah, literally learned I've learned so much within this past <laughs> like forty minutes of talking to you. Oh, I'm glad glad I could teach you. <laughs> I know. We gotta we gotta catch up and grab a coffee sometime. Yeah, um, definitely. Anything you wanna plug right here at the end? Uh, uh, where where people can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, sure. Um you can follow me on Twitter at Adri Floridia, it's just my name. Um, other than that, I kind of, I have a blog. I'm not totally running it right now. I have some help getting it run, but freshfromthetheater.com is my website. And yeah, those are probably the best places to find me. You can also find me on Letterboxd. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you're on Letterboxd, see what movies I've been watching. It's again, oh, it's Adri Floridia as well. So, or no, it's Adriana Flo. Why did I do that? Hey, anyway. No, get your, get your, get <laughs> your plugs variation. out there. Get your plugs out there. Adriana Flow on Letterbox. Since we were talking movies, awesome. Yeah, Adriana, thank you so much. And uh, let's let's not make okay. it like seven or eight years until we talk to each other. Yeah. Next, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks so much for listening, guys, to another episode of this podcast. It's Fire again. I'm your host, Sam Davis. Feel free to press the subscribe button in the SoundCloud page and also press subscribe on our iTunes page. Uh, I want to thank Adriana for joining us. That was very nice of her to come on the show and talk about Tiff, even though she was so exhausted. But hey, she really likes this podcast. She was like, yo, I want to come on and hang out. And you can do that too. If you want to come on to our podcast, feel free to send me an email at samueljoedavis at gmail.com. Um, I will be back with a new episode also this week. There's going to be a couple ones coming out. I have a interesting conversation with a Twitter acquaintance of mine about pop culture. So you're not going to want to miss that. It should be coming out on Friday. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening, guys. And stay safe. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.